Did you know Super Awesome Mix has an app? Go to the Apple App Store today and download Super Awesome Mix. It's free. You could start creating and sending your own digital mixtapes in just a few clicks. Also, there's links to our Instagram account and a link where you can follow your favorite podcast. Speaking of which... Welcome back to another super awesome mix. My name is Matt Sidholm, alongside my co-host and co-founder of Super Awesome Mix, Samer Abusalbi. Samer, how are we doing this week? Doing real well. So excited for today's episode, a Halloween mix, which was actually uh, an audience request. We had debated if we wanted to do one or not, but overwhelmingly, uh, everyone wanted to. There were like a couple of holdouts, and so if you are one of those people and you're still listening, thank you for being here. Um, we're so sorry, but we hope you enjoy the mix anyway. <laughs> well, and hang in there. Cause I think we've got some good songs, whether they we are do. Halloween related or not. And I, I was surprised how many Halloween related songs are out there really. Right. And, and there's actually no monster mash on this mix. So let's just go ahead and get that out of the way. You yeah, don't need to worry about alert. listening to monster mash. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. No monster yeah. mash here. Yeah. yeah. But a couple you... others that'll probably be familiar to people. Yeah. Do you like Halloween? What are, what are your thoughts on Halloween? Are you pro? You know, neutral? I I I'm pro now that my kids are my kids are right in the wheelhouse. They're five and eight, where Halloween is a huge deal, picking out their costume, getting dressed up. So, yeah, I'm into it for them. Um, for me, I tend to do just like bits when I'm doing my costumes. So it's never like, hey, I'm a, okay. I'm just gonna dress as a warlock or something, right? Like sure. to me. I remember one year in college, we took a group, we, there was some sort of, uh, I don't know, date party or something around Halloween. And we all went to the thrift store and everybody picked a color. So it was like, I think I was like yellow. And so you just picked out yellow clothes from the thrift store and you just showed up as a color. And so that was our Halloween costume. Everybody in the group had a color. So yeah, I'm usually doing something ridiculous if I have to dress up, um, rather than something like really into the horror side of it i'm less into that and more into the like silly costume side of it i like that i yeah i am not into costumes but i am very much into like horror films so for me halloween is like the one month of the year that i allow myself to binge on horror and then Mm. it really works out because by the end of the 31 days i'm so burned out and terrified that i'm like (laughs) i can't do that again ever again and it's about a year before i'm like oh yeah let's do it (laughs) let's get into it here we go (laughs) <laughs> now, when you talk about horror films, are you more into, because there's kind of subgenres within that. Are For you sure. more into the, like, almost fantasy-like, the Nightmare on Elm Street, or, or kind of the, well, this couldn't really happen, or more into the, you know, kind of the more recent ones are a little bit more terrifying in that it's like, maybe somebody could do this, right? <laughs> like right, the right. super intense thriller kind, or the torture ones, like, what are you more into? I yeah right no I am into actually the paranormal I really like paranormal mm. like style of horror so you know like things that go bump in the night that type of thing um, so I'm a big fan of that and like, anything directed by James Wan so he did like Conjuring and I think Insidious and some of those so yeah those are just all kind of paranormal you know other ghosties and demons and things like that I'm not into gore like I definitely like just stay away from that I think I don't know it's just not for me so yeah. 
Um, and I think for the reason that you just mentioned, because it's like, at least at the end of these movies, I can kind of be like, okay, you know, that's like supernatural. I don't need to worry too much about it. Maybe a little, but you know, as, as some comedian said out there, no one is haunting one bedroom apartments in Manhattan, right? They're haunting, con- <laughs> <laughs> they're haunting country houses out in the middle of Maine. <laughs> that's, that's a great point. You can take, yeah. you can actually take solace in where you live instead right. of. <laughs> Instead of wishing you had more space, you're like, thank God I'm not there, right? Right. Exactly. I mean, the ghosts here would have to compete with a lot of noise naturally. So, you know, like they would have to really be banging on the walls and stuff to get me up in the middle of the night. Um, well, and there would the be no ending. There would be no ending to the bumps in the night, right? Because they would continually right. be turning into something in a small right. Manhattan apartment, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It just wouldn't stop. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, think, speaking of bumping into something, all right, let's get into the mix here. Uh, you're leading off your, your first track on the mix. We just talked about hauntings and uh, you went with Ghost on the Dance Floor by Blink-182. Yeah. So my theme for all these six songs is that I wanted to do a rock Halloween mix. Um, and I kind of wanted to have it tell a story. So through the titles of the songs, um, there'll be like a little bit of a story throughout. So it begins with you seeing a ghost on the dance floor, right? Um, the track itself is actually, unfortunately, I think about, you know, loss and dealing with, with loss and, um, you know, seeing people that you've lost still around. And so he talks about, you know, seeing like a, a ghost on the dance floor. Um, but it is just an amazing, like that aside, it's an amazing rock song. Um, you know, it could be a little unsettling if you see a ghost of someone that you've known, whether or not it's a happy thing or not. Um, I personally have not seen any ghosts in my life. If I do, I hope they're more like Casper and less like, you know, some of these other (laughs) (laughs) terrifying creatures (laughs) that I've encountered in movies. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, I love Blink and I love this song. It's from, you know, a later album of theirs, 2011 Neighborhoods. Uh, but it still kind of had that, that Blink sound, this track especially. Yeah, I uh, I did not know this Blink Blink One Eighty Two song, but I really liked it. Yeah, like you said, it's it's just a great rock song. The background story is not as directly related to Halloween, but it's still it's still just a cool song and, and definitely worth a listen. And uh, I'm really excited to hear how your theme unfolds. I, I did not do that with my songs. Um, I just kind of picked the uh, maybe the most Halloween related songs I could think of, but. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see how this uh, how this weaves together with your other picks. Yeah, I, you know, I'm interested to see that too. Now that I've said it live, because um, <laughs> I think I may have pro- overpromised here, but <laughs> I'm gonna do my best to deliver. Um, all right, track two, <laughs> track two. You went with. Um, Far From Any Road by The Handsome Family, which at first I was like, okay, I didn't understand, but I'm have I'm guessing it has something to do with the True Detective uh, show. Is that right? Y- yes. Is- no, that's exactly okay. right. The, I became familiar with the song and probably most of the listeners became familiar with the song um, from the first season of True Detective. And it's a really creepy season if you've, uh, if you've ever seen it. And, and if you ever want to go back and watch True Detective... And just watch the first season. That's definitely the uh, the best one, I think, of the uh, three or I've four that had. Yeah, and and I think just right from the jump, this theme song is just it sounds so creepy. And, and then the the intro that they show on the screen is is really kind of unsettling. And so um, it just sets the tone for a really creepy season of a really good show. 
But um, yeah, so I just it's the first thing I thought of, honestly, when I think of Halloween, because I think it's uh, even though the lyrics don't necessarily directly relate to to Halloween or, or, you know, some sort of horror story necessarily, I think it has the right feel for a Halloween song. I agree. I so, you know, at first I started I played it and I was like, well, this, you know, the, like mood wise um, and melody wise, maybe it wasn't immediately obvious. But then you listen to the lyrics and you are really I became very unsettled by the lyrics. And so I can yes. totally see that, um, <laughs> you know, it's like this obsession with this cactus. And he talks about running his hand against it and cutting his hand up. And then these lines about the rattlesnakes unfold and mountain cats will come and drag away your bones. And it's just like, ugh, it, it does keep you kind of put you on edge without you even really realizing it at first. Yeah, and in episode one, you know, you get a little bit of an intro scene, and then this song kicks on, and it's just immediately like, what am I about to watch for the next hour? (laughs) That's great. All right, I've got some homework. I need to watch that first season. Everyone has told me to, and I have yet to, so I'm going to check that out. Yeah, definitely don't watch the second season, but um, third season's not bad. But yeah, the first season, if you're going to spend some time, definitely watch that one. Great. Um, all right, going back to your picks, let's let's continue your theme that you've set out here. We're going to go with Burn the Witch by Queens of the Stone Age. Yes. Okay. So if in the first track you, you know, see a ghost and maybe it's a familiar ghost, you're like a little unsettled, but, you know, maybe you're okay. Here we're talking about witches and, and burning witches, which is very unsettling um, and like another Halloween trope as, as well. Um, and I just, again, I love Queens of the Stone Age. I don't think that we've had a song of theirs yet on any of our mixes. And that's a shame because they are incredible. Um, like they're just, I, when I think of like amazing drum artists, I always think of Queens of the Stone Age. Um, and just like amazing like rock bands. And so, you know, the song is about the Salem witch trials and, and could actually be more broadly talked about any kind of, kind of mass hysteria, you know, proverbial witch hunt. Um, and it's just a great rock song. So yeah, that's that's why this was second track for me. Yeah, and uh, I saw Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top shows up on yes. guitars and vocals. And I mean, if that doesn't just take your rock song to another level, I, I don't know what will. I mean, but yeah, they're they're great. I mean, this is a really cool song, and I think adding the Billy Gibbons element, and also they have, you know, the the voc- vocally they have different voices kind of going back and forth talking right. to each other, which is also a, a really neat effect and really does a good job of kind of setting the uh, the stage on this, you know, Salem witch trial that they're describing. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you completely that the two like kind of dueling vocals um, really adds like an element of like moodiness and, and unease as well. And yeah, Billy Gibbons, I mean, so talented. And I love his like, even his guitar style, right? Like the very bluesy, like moody rock uh, that he like puts out on, on, on this track. Incredible. I, yeah, I love this song. It's great. I'm going to try my best to, to feature more Queens of the Stone Age. <laughs> um, all right. Your second track, our track four, we've got um, Halloween by Dave Matthews Band. Yeah, just decided to go real straightforward here. Okay. I just, like it. Yeah, the you song's just did like called a... Halloween. Real head scratcher, this one. <laughs> I, I, did, I did a Google search, and uh, this was the first <laughs> song that came up. <laughs> that... <laughs> Yeah, that's evident, Matt. That's <laughs> we're gonna need to talk about your performance after this recording. I think. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about this song. It is a very creepy song for Halloween, it and is. it's something Dave Matthews early on would play this uh, only in concert, but then on their third studio album, before these crowded streets, 
they they put it out on the album but interestingly enough it was the only song on that album they didn't include lyrics for when they released the Mm. album so you know for those younger listeners out there back in the day you get a cd or an album or a cassette and they'd they'd have the lyrics printed out for you You couldn't just go to the internet and find them and um yeah in this track he left the lyrics off and um, you can look up the lyrics now and they're really um they're really upsetting lyrics because it goes from uh, this sort of creepy sounding Halloween song into kind of this really twisted tale about obsession. And um, yeah, it's it's definitely a weird song and very un-Dave Matthews-like. I agree. I, I, I had that exact same reaction. I was like, I cannot believe that this is the same guy that has sung like Satellite and Crash Into Me <laughs> and... You know, like all these others where he's got these really like soft vocals and, mm-hmm. and all that. And here he's just like screaming, like, why this lonely over and over again? It's, yeah, it's it's really different. I, I had never I, I would have never known that, like, if this had played, I wouldn't have guessed ever. This was Dave Matthews band. So nice pick. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Wanted to get something in there. Obviously, a little bit straightforward. Some of the fans out there might have heard of it before, but, you know, maybe not. Certainly not something that gets any radio play these days. Sure. Um, all right, so now we get into, I mean, these next two tracks are probably the most popular songs um, on the whole mix. So uh, track five, you went with Dragula by the great Rob Zombie. Yes, I mean, this had to make an appearance on on a Halloween mix. Um, I actually was first introduced to Rob Zombie and this track in particular from the Matrix soundtrack, where um, they actually had like a slightly remixed version of the song that's really good hard to find. I think you can really only find it if you had the album, the CD album uh, from back in the day, or maybe it's on YouTube. Everything is on YouTube, but um, <laughs> it's like a little just deeper and like more like bass heavy. So it just adds even more power to it. But yeah, I mean, so, the, you know, the, the story of this is that he was inspired by the show, the Munsters. Um, and in it, they had a car called the Dragula, which was literally like a headstone for the front of the car and then a coffin for the back of the car. And they all rode on top of it, which is so great. <laughs> Very creative uh, on part of the show. Um, I used to watch The Monsters myself. Great show. Going to go ahead yes. and plug that as a classic. Yes. I don't know if it holds up today, but it just seems like, how could it not? It's kind of an inclusive show. You know, they're, they're monsters. They're just like you and me. <laughs> well, and amazing. You know, you say, does it hold up today? But you're still seeing commercials for the Adams Family Part 2, like the cartoon right. version. So my kids are like... Oh, yeah, The Adams Family. We've watched that. And I'm like, that show is like 70 years old. And so I don't know why The Munsters hasn't gotten any, you know, love recently. But, um, yeah, interestingly enough, it may may hold up. Who knows? Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out, too. Um, But, yeah, this is the other memory I have with this song in particular is that I used to play a lot of video games in high school. And I would put this song on very loudly because it's really the best way and only way to listen to it. And I would play the games like Quake 2 and Quake 3 um, and just like it just matched up so perfectly because those games are so dark and moody and you're running around like very violently killing other players in the game. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I love my parents. I know they listen to the show, (laughs) but I just have to wonder, (laughs) should they have maybe (laughs) directed my youth just like a little bit more? (laughs) Maybe, maybe intervened at some point and been like, hey. Hey, over here, you know. Hey, how about <laughs> right. how about a little stickball with the neighborhood kids, huh? <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that's why this made the mix. It's it's classic. So, um, all right. 
track six. You had already mentioned this is one of the most popular songs. I, you know, I'd never heard it. I did. I wasn't familiar with this artist. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like he's maybe a little controversial, but you know, was really like a big pop star. Um, was really interesting to do some research on him. You've got Thriller by Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do too much research on him. <laughs> right. Just, just, just stop at the music for now, okay? Let's right. Just, just enjoy this for one more year. Um, yeah. Okay. So the King of Pop. Uh, this is the all-time uh, greatest selling album. Uh, yes. The whole album, Thriller. Um, but obviously, this song is completely focused on. You know, Halloween's song, you're going to hear it a million times on the radio um, leading up to Halloween and then the day of for sure. Uh, It's amazing because not only was this an amazing song and a big album, but the video, you know, I remember it was like a whole half hour or hour long special on the making of the video. And then Mm -hmm. they premiere the video. And of course, you have the iconic thriller dance that goes along with it. And, uh, and of course, at the end, the great Vincent Price comes in and lends his voice to the track, which creeped me out when I was a kid, because this song came out when I was like seven. And even my daughter, who like listens to this now, because they play it like at her dance class, you know, when the Vincent Price part comes on, she's like, I don't want to hear this guy. <laughs> and so <laughs> that's still pretty universal. So even in death, uh, Vincent Price still scaring children. That's great. No, I mean, this is like such an amazing, amazing song for so many reasons. Uh, and the video is terrifying, like truly. It, mm-hmm. it is still like a scary move, like show or um, music video to watch. It, it's incredible, like how much kind of detail and atmosphere and mood went into it. Um, and that it's still, like you said, being played today. In fact, apparently this is only one of two songs that rechart in the top 100 every year um, that are like holiday related. So this is for Halloween thrillers. And then oh, it's Mariah can I Carey's. Guess? Oh, um, oh, I was gonna guess it. Yep. Was that what you were gonna guess? <laughs> yes. All I want for Christmas is you, is it, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So these are. It's you know. I mean, this is gonna just forever be in um, in our ears, I guess, as we grow up. And it's just. I mean, it's it's worth it. It's an incredible song. I started playing this. You know, obviously listening to the mix before we record, and I just found myself moving because you can't not listen to Michael Jackson and want to just like move and dance to it truly talented yeah especially if you get it right from the beginning and you get the build up and and then the bass drops and all of it it's just it's a great song it's a great song um all right track seven your next track we go to creeping death by metallica oh i like how you read that out well done (laughs) (laughs) i'm available for voiceover work if anybody wants to contact us okay going back to the mix here we go Yeah, Creeping Death. So now, you know, we've got like the witches, the Dragula, um, the ghosts on the dance floor, and now you're facing death. Um, You know, the other like Halloween um, um, mainstay, let's say. So, yeah, this is actually all about a story in the Bible from Exodus. Um, I think, you know, if Metallica wanted to do a whole thing where they teach (laughs) books of the Bible through song, I think the Bible (laughs) would become really popular with with a crowd, you know, a certain crowd out there. Well, this is (laughs) off one of their earlier albums, and that was the note I made as I said, okay, so Metallica all along was just trying to share Bible stories. Right. And they got tagged with this heavy metal label, but, I mean, I think there was a more virtuous objective to their music. (laughs) Right. I love it. (laughs) Um, yeah, apparently Lars was just like a big fan of the movie Ten Commandments when he was a kid. And I just, I love that, that he just decided to then write a song about that. That's great. 
Um, and it's a, it's a hell of a song. Like it is so good and it has an amazing guitar solo, like about two and a half to three minutes into it, um, because it's a Metallica song. So of course it needs some kind of shredding guitar, uh, at some point in it. Uh, yeah, just a great, great rock song. Had to include Metallica too. Also another first, I believe for our show, first Metallica track on a mix. It is. I think it is. And it's got, you know, that great classic Metallica song or, or sound to it. Uh, like you said, with with the guitar. But yeah, I was really impressed with the background story on this, that they kind of took this biblical story. And, you know, really, when you think about it, it you know, it was the 10th plague and the, and the death of the firstborn. That is a creepy story. That's a scary story. So, I mean, kudos to them for sort of taking something that is presented. You know, I, I went to Catholic school my whole life, so we were always taught, you know, these stories. But kind of taking that, like when you take a step back and think about it, it's like, well, that is that would be frightening if that were to happen, right? And yes. uh, so kudos to them for sort of extracting that and turning it into this type of song and and really emphasizing the, the horror part of it. I agree. Yeah, it's really good. All right. Track eight. We've got Devil Town by Bright Eyes. Yeah, so this is a cover of a Daniel Johnston song, um, and it's more well known than the original. Um, but it's a very, it's a very sparse, sparse, sparse song, um, and it's just very simple how it's laid out. You know, this guy's just kind of realizing he lives in this devil town, and everyone's a vampire, and then he realizes he's a vampire. And uh, you can take it, you know, in so many directions as far as what the meaning behind it is, but. If you just read the lyrics, it sounds very much like what would unfold in a horror movie, right? It's kind of the main character looking around and and realizing something is amiss and and then, you know, realizing he might be part of it, too. And and all of that, you know, almost like if you saw if you saw the movie Bird Box when that came out on uh, Netflix, you know, same thing. It's like kind of the what the hell's going on right now type type realization. Um, and same thing here with Devil Town, but yeah, there've been many different interpretations of this song over the years. I could definitely see that, that vampires is like a metaphor for, for something like, um, I, I really enjoyed the song because I had just finished reading the book Salem's Lot. Cause I also really love reading mm. Stephen King around this time of year. And that is, you know, it's a book about vampires basically. And I just imagine that I don't think Salem's Lot was ever made into a, a movie. It's one of the few books that of his that haven't. But this would make a perfect like ending roll credits song for that because it just ends, you know, with him literally singing everyone's a vampire. Um, you know, this whole town is full of vampires and whatever, which is, I guess I should say spoiler alert. Um, come on, it's a Stephen <laughs> King novel and it's so old. It's been out for a while, I think. <laughs> it's you been can, out uh, for a while. You get the waiver on that spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, really, really nice. Um, I just thought that was amazing that I just finished that book and and then here's a song that kind of sums it up for me. Nice, nice. Well-timed, well-timed. Um, all right, so we go to your next track. It is Going to Hell by The Pretty Reckless. Yes, so, you know, here we go. Um, you've faced all these other layers of, of Halloween <laughs> and now you are, you're facing hell. Um so yes, again, another another foundation piece of, of the Halloween story. So yeah, so the Pretty Reckless, um, she's made our you know our mixes before and the Women Who Rock episode, and so I had to include her again now that now that she's been formally introduced to the super awesome mix universe. That's how this works. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and it's just, it's a great rock song. It is, uh, she actually wrote this, unfortunately, just after Hurricane Sandy kind of destroyed their studio. And they just, you know, were trying to rebuild. And in the wake of, of all the destruction that that hurricane left, the song apparently, um, you know, was, was written by them and, and produced and then recorded. And it just has, it's, you know, it's kind of like a creepy setup in a way. Um, she's like confessing sins and then like the to, to a priest and the priest is kind of telling her, well, these are all the reasons you're going to go to hell. Um, and then it just has this incredible outro that I love. Like it just kind of crescendos and then goes silent. And then it just like has like this huge riff and then it ends. And so I love that. Definitely worth listening all the way to the end just for that. I was really impressed by this song, primarily because it was a female voice that you heard and so often, as we found out, it kind of reminded me of the difference between our Mother's Day and Father's Day mixes, right? In that all the father songs about fathers are like, I've lived this awful life and I was never there for you, right? And all these mother songs are, are always very sweet and endearing. And so same thing with these, you know, a lot of times these I'm going to hell or you're going to hell songs are really just sung by men. And so right. I thought it was great to get a, a female voice on here kind of, you know, saying I've done all these awful things and I'm going to hell. <laughs> it was just a yeah. different uh, a different spin on things for, for this genre, if we can call this Halloween or sort of horror genre of music. Um, so yeah, I, I thought, it, and it's, a, it's just a great rock song just in general, but I thought, you know, really good pick in that it was a female voice. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is an amazing rock song. She definitely deserves the title of uh, of women who rock, without a doubt. All right, track ten, of course, the one and only Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> and you've got um, a night with a Jersey Devil, which is a a really creepy song. Actually, it is. It's a creepy song. <laughs> yeah. So this is uh, first of all. I mean, did you think I'd be able to squeeze Bruce Springsteen onto a Halloween mix? I did not. I really didn't, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so Halloween, October 31st, 2008, he releases this song as a download only. So this is not something included on any of his albums. Um, It was just a a single that he put out. And apparently this is a story. So all our New Jersey listeners could give us kind of a thumbs up on, on social media if this is a real legend. But apparently it's from this legend of the Jersey Devil. So I read up on this. Um, in 1735, a woman named Mother Leeds gave birth to her 13th child, 13th wow. child, right? Who turned into an evil creature with bat wings, forked feet, and a horse's head. Uh, now, because of this, but I think it had more to do with the fact that they had 12 other children, the parents decided to throw this child into the river where he drowned and okay. now haunts the Pine Barrens of New Jersey. So... That's that's the story behind the Jersey Devil. A question for all our like, why have I never heard this before? Bruce Springsteen told me about it in 2008. I've been to New Jersey plenty of times prior to then. Plenty of Jersey friends. Nobody's ever told me this legend of the Jersey Devil. But that's what this song is about. Maybe they're just too afraid. You know, it's <laughs> they they're just too haunted by the, by this uh, this story, so they just can't possibly <laughs> tell it to you. <laughs> it's an unsettling story. I'll give them that. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, I had not heard of it either. I, maybe I'll take like a, do like a car trip out there and, you know, do like a live recording or or Instagram live of me walking these forests and, and see what I find, you know? Yeah. Do it in the middle of the night though. 
I mean, obviously, it's going to yeah. be the middle of okay. the night. Okay. All right. Good. Well, <laughs> I got to make sure I have no GPS signal, um, no cell phone. None. You know, I, yeah. I'll record this and then upload it later, obviously. That's yeah. how that's going to work. Yeah. It'll be found um, footage. It'll be found footage. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My memory will live on in, in a horror <laughs> film. <laughs> Once again, another super awesome movie that we're going to put out. Okay. Just exactly. add that add that to the movie idea list. Exactly. Um, all right. So your last track, uh, and this is another uh, just iconic one, Hell's Bells by ACDC. Yes. Uh, this had to be the ending track for my for my six songs. It Just because it begins with these really creepy bells ringing that um, apparently they made. They made these 2,000-pound bronze cast bells to record this, and... I would say their effort really paid off because it's just it's such a great way to open this track and then go into, of course, just like an ACDC rock song, which is so good. And um, yeah, I, I had to finish it out. You know, like you, you went to hell and now you're in hell and you're hearing hell's bells. And so that is the story. It totally holds up. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, you talk about the gigantic bells. I actually saw ACDC in concert maybe like a dozen years ago or so. And they do bring out a gigantic bell when they play this song. And, of course, you just see the bell and the place just goes crazy because they know it's coming. And then they're just banging this huge bell. And every time they do it, I mean, the place just erupts, right? Because they know it's coming and then they go right into the song. So um, it's pretty awesome to see in person, (laughs) I will say. (laughs) You know, this was not... uh, prime acdc obviously because this was like 2008 or something like that but still a a really cool show and and certainly when they when they get into this song it's really cool that is awesome yeah i would i had read that they do this as part of their live performance and i'm i'm really sad that i could have never i haven't seen that because it sounds incredible um yeah great great track all right track 12 you've got you're dead by Norma Tenenga. Okay, this is a song from 1966 that I'm sure we're all familiar with. Um, no, uh, right. had you had you heard this song before? <laughs> I hadn't, but then I saw, I'm guessing why it is here on the mix. Um, and I didn't remember that it's used in the movie, or is it used in the show? I've seen the movie. Yeah, so What We Do in the Shadows is what we're talking about. Yeah. And it's on the TV show. Uh, the great, I mean... Do yourself a favor. If you're not into horror movies and really being scared, but you want to get into Halloween, just binge watch What We Do in the Shadows. It's on Hulu, so uh, you could check it out there. It's hysterical. I mean, it is just the funniest show. It's about vampires living. It's a documentary style. It's vampires living in uh, in our modern world. And um, yeah, it, it's just a brilliant show. And this is the theme song to it, which... Um, you know, really just talks about being dead, which vampires are, which people forget. But yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and I just think it's like a it's it's also we didn't plan this, but it's a great way to just end the whole mix because you've made this journey and then it's like, well, <laughs> yes. you're dead. Yes. I thought it was the only way to end a Halloween mix is you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's also kind of a, you know, peppy, upbeat song, right? Like it's not exactly, exactly a total downer, but ultimately right. you're dead. You're dead. You're dead. Yeah. And and our next episode of Super Awesome Mix, we'll discuss the fragility of life and and really what it all means. (laughs) 
That's right. The meeting of life episode coming up next on Super Awesome Mix. <laughs> That's great. All right. All right. There you go. There's the Halloween mix, okay? Uh, let us know what you think. Let us know if we missed one on, on this mix. Because like we said, when I when I did my research, I found there were just a ton of other songs that we could have included. So I'm sure this might be one we do every year, for a little, at least for a little while. Absolutely, yes. I love it. It was so much fun. So find us on social media at Super Awesome Mix. That's Facebook, Twitter, and of course, Instagram. And that's where we mostly hang out. Also, check out the website, superawesomemix.com, and click on events to bring a Super Awesome Mix to your next event with a little bit more planning. You could have brought a Super Awesome Mix to your Halloween party, but maybe next year you'll be able to do that. Um, So there you go. Another Super Awesome Mix for your collection. Everybody have a happy and safe Halloween. And for Samer, this is Matt, and we will see you next time. Super Awesome Mix is brought to you by DLM. Make shopping easy with DLM, the one-stop shop for all your casual clothing needs. Shop DLMSupplyCo.com and enter the promo code AWESOME at checkout to save 15% off your first purchase. That's DLMSupplyCo.com.